I'm thankful you're well. You're listening to Gino, and if you're tuning in for the first time today, Gino is a Seneca word for music or song. I'm your host, Brett Maybe, and each week we take a listen to some incredible music from different indigenous artists from across Turtle Island. So, for the next hour, you're invited to pull up a chair, grab a cup of coffee, and enjoy the music in the chat. Nimkish is a Vancouver-based marvel in the making. She's fearless in her lyricism, confronting anti-Indigenous racism and colonial violence alongside other hard subjects like anxiety, grief, and heartache. She released her first album, Heartbreak on the Coast, in 2019. And today we're discussing her latest album, Damage Control. The album was written and recorded in 2020, of course a year that caused so many to endure grief and loss. And for Nimkish, grief was particularly sharp, having just lost her father, to whom she credits her musical interest. Each song on Damage Control documents a coping mechanism, and the album is a map for moving through pain. And kicking off our listening before we dive into our conversation is a single released last year, Turn It Up and Sing Along with Famous, today on Gyno. A track released back in 2021 from the up-and-coming star Nim Kish, hailing out of Vancouver, Canada. It's an honor and a pleasure to have Nim Kish on the show today. And uh, first things first, welcome to Gyno. Hi, 
Hi, thank you so much for having me. Thank you so much for coming and spending just a few minutes to talk about your incredible art to help get it out to my listeners across the U.S. And uh, this is going to be a fun chat today. You genuinely... Uh, strike me as an individual who has a lot of fun in performing music. I, I guess that's a fair assumption, yeah? Definitely. Needless to say, we're going to have a great time talking about your fun songs, and we're going to get into some more serious themes, especially when we talk about damage control um, and, and some of the overarching themes that are found throughout those songs. But uh, first, let's get started with some introductions. I was wondering if you could do me the honor and uh, tell us a little bit about yourself. Sure. My name is Nimkesh. I am a bedroom pop artist. I'm located, located in Vancouver, as you said, uh, also known as the unceded and shared territories of the Musqueam, Squamish, and Tsleil-Waututh Nations. I'm super honored to create music here, and we have a really amazing community of artists here in the city that I've been really blessed to know and um great connections with. I write a lot of my songs with my friends and I create with people that I can really trust. So the creative process is always super fun for me. And my last project, Damage Control, as you said, came out in the summertime and I was so happy to finally get that body of work out into the world. I worked really hard on it. I got really vulnerable with some of the themes and the lyrical content of this project. So I'm happy to be here to talk with you about it today. Yeah, absolutely. And we will get into a deeper conversation about uh, what this album provided in in terms of uh, some of the obstacles that you faced in dealing with loss. And let me ask you, uh, did you grow up in a musical household or was music just like always around? I actually don't have any musicians in my family, huh. but my dad and I connected to music a lot when I was younger. We were taking lots of road trips uh, back and forth from the small town that I was born in called Penticton and Vancouver, where the rest of my family was. So on those five-hour road trips, we were always listening to music. We went to concerts together a lot when I was a kid. But I didn't actually start music until I was a little older, and I kind of was figuring out who I wanted to be as a person and what I'd like to do with my life, and it kind of just fell into my lap. I always liked writing. I liked English class in high school, uh, and that was my favorite subject. So I just slowly picked up a guitar and started learning some chords so that I was able to put some of my poetry and my writing and my words into music, and that's kind of how it all started. All right, so you started more as a poet then. Yeah, I guess you could say that. I really like writing. I like poetry. I like short stories. <laughs> yeah. I haven't been able to really fully immerse in, in the music, and, and by that I mean... You know, I, I'm the kind of listener because I'm a musician and I first and foremost listen to songs from a musical standpoint. I'm breaking apart the arrangement. I'm listening to, you know, what this part is doing in the in the counterbalance with all the other elements of the mix. And then, uh, sadly enough, uh, lyrics come <laughs> much later in the musical experience for me. But that is something in just a little bit that I've gotten acquainted with your songs that has stood out to me is that uh, there is uh, a depth to your writing that I would say is a good indication uh, of where you came from anyway. You didn't come at it from 
you know, you're not writing lyrics to go around the music. You're writing music to go with the words, yeah. Yes, thank you for saying that. That's super true. Most of the time in the process, the song comes first, and by the song I mean the lyrics, and then I normally write on a guitar, and then after that we start building the production around those lyrics and around the lyrical content and themes. So that's definitely how my process tends to go. It's something that I'm getting a little bit better at, but I mean, it's, it's great to talk to storytellers as well. And as I was kind of mentioning to you, I find that oftentimes that is the case with indigenous music. I mean, the, you see a, a certain level of depth that you don't necessarily see in contemporary music. Are you finding that as well? Yeah, I think indigenous artists are so diverse and beautiful, but our people have always been storytellers. So, I would agree with what you're saying, that there's always that element of that deep storytelling and very complex lyrical content, um, even if it's just pop music or whatever type of music it is. I think that our people have always been incredible storytellers, and it's been a part of our culture for so long that I totally agree with you. Listeners are going to get that impression today as they do listen to your lyrics. And um, we're going to come back after this first block and talk about some of the nuts and bolts of damage control, some of the themes that you're dealing with, some of the catharsis, um, and, and so much more as well. And I guess this first song that we're going to listen to from Damage Control right now uh, provides a, a good opportunity to talk about some of the themes found in the album. You mentioned already how close you were with your father. You're losing your dad is, is a big part of how this album came to be, yeah? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, my dad raised me pretty much as a single father, and we were incredibly close, and I lost him actually in 2019, right before I released my first album, so it wasn't mm-hmm. Damage Control. It was my first project that I put out. It was called Heartbreak on the Coast. And I think after releasing my album, I kind of had this hole, I suppose. Sure. At the time when I was making the album, I had it to kind of distract myself from my pain. And I threw everything into that album. But once it was out into the world and I didn't have it to distract me and to be focusing on anymore, I needed something else to pour those emotions into and that's when I started writing damage control so damage control comes from a very vulnerable and low point in my life that was quite heavy for me as I was grieving the loss of my father and then after losing my father just a year after we lost my newcomb who was the matriarch of the family and I was very close with my newcomb she was a mother figure for me growing up so there was a lot of loss happening and there was a lot of themes that were reoccurring in my life that I wanted to speak to in my music. So that's kind of how Damage Control came to be. And particularly Bad News, uh, the track that we're about to hear, deals specifically with the moments in which you found out, yeah? Yes, that's true. This song was a song I knew I needed to write as soon as everything kind of started unfolding in my life. And it actually took me quite quite some time to process everything so that I could write about this specific moment that that happened, um, which I wrote bad news about. So it was something I held on to, and I knew that when I was emotionally ready to come back through my art and touch on those moments, that I would have to do that. So I'm very proud of this track. It's something super vulnerable for me that I haven't exactly 
done before in my music. Um, so, yeah, I, it's definitely one of my favorite tracks on the album. We'll come back and talk more about Damage Control and exactly what this album provided for you in that process of healing. Uh, we'll talk future plans before our time is up as well. Uh, and in the meantime, we have a lot of great music to listen to as well. Uh, one from Nicholas Gallinan, an Indian agent, before this hour is up. I also have a couple recommendations because that's something we do here on Gyno. It's a great way for me to discover new music, but it's also a great way, I think, for those bonds to be strengthened within the community as well. So Nimkish was so kind to provide me with Prado's Men in Black, and we're going to be hearing Sunsetto's Good Connection in this first block. In fact, we'll come back and talk right after that one. Also some PJ Vegas coming your way and the song coming at you right now is the one we're just talking about bad news from Nim Kish's 2021 Damage Control turn it up and sing along with this track you're listening to Gyno I just got some bad news that I don't know how to tell you so I let you sleep alright pick you up when the sun rise buy you just a little time another night before you know what death is like
tonight, then they put me in the coffin. Approach little mama with caution. She knows what I want and I know what she offers. I don't understand the reason why I changed up like the seasons might. I be blinded by my demons. Just another reason why I stay fly. I'ma die. Huh? Shorty bad, she get Uchi Wally Gaga. Came through with the cheetah print thighs. Damn, just to put me in my right mind. We come alive in the nighttime. Just need time for me to grow. You know my plans. Take over the world, and girl, I won't ever forget what you told me. My love, sick and sadistic. Uh, quicker you miss it. Uh, love like prescriptions. Uh, I can't stand on this text from long distance. I'd rather smother you with kisses. Samantha Crane, and you're listening to Gyno with Brett Maybe. Too often, you 
Sunsetto's Good Connection as we wind on that first block of amazing music on today's fun edition of Gyno. If you're just now tuning in, it's your host, Brett, maybe, here checking in with you. And I'm joined on the line with Nimkish out of Vancouver. We're talking about damage control. We're talking about uh, some of her singles, and we're going to be discussing future work as well. But uh, let's take a quick moment to give a shout-out to Sunsetto. This is an act that you're listening to quite regularly, yeah? Yeah, I am so here for Sunsetto. He's quite a new artist. He just started releasing music, I believe, last year or in the last few years. And I just fell in love with the production, the songwriting. He's got a really amazing voice. Um, And he's an Indigenous artist from Nova Scotia. Mm. So I've been following him as he slowly starts to release his music. And I'm just super impressed, to be honest. I think there's something really special about the way he creates and I am excited to see where he goes. Uh, me as well, and uh, I'm going to have to dive in a little bit more into Sunsetto's discography and, and try and get him on the show as well, and I can't thank you enough for introducing me to good music as well, and I, I think that's important, right? I mean, friends who, what, what does that mean, friends who introduce uh, other friends to new music are important, yeah? Absolutely, those are the most important friendships. Here, here. I'll, uh, <laughs> I'll, <laughs> so, uh, all right, Nimkish, uh, we're here to talk about damage control at this point. I guess I want to get a little bit more into uh, exactly what this album means to you. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So as I said before, this album came from a time in my life where I was heavily grieving the loss of my dad and my newcom, who were both pillars in my life. So I really knew that I needed to write about these experiences and I had some specific ideas as the album started materializing. We started pulling tracks together that made sense and I came up with the concept damage control through a conversation I was having with my roommate. I said, you know, I feel like I'm always on damage control in life and there's always something that I'm that I'm focusing on that's distracting me from being present with my art and I felt like I was always putting out fires and then I had said to him that I also feel like indigenous people were always on damage control in some form or another and it's just so exhausting and people find different ways to cope with those feelings so that's kind of when the concept started to come into focus for me about damage control and coping mechanisms and how people 
how people turn to different different things to cope with loss and grief, whatever that might look like, loss of a loved one, loss of a friend, breakup, or if you're grieving, just a new version of yourself even, or an old version of yourself. So that is how that concept came to me. And we kind of started building around that. And as we started writing new songs, we decided we'd write to each coping mechanism that I was experiencing and the patterns that I was falling back on. So that's kind of where that came from. And it turned into something super special for me. I could tell you had a way with words when I was looking at your website and uh, the descriptions for the album. And again, some of these themes, um, you describe each song and I quote on damage control documents, a coping mechanism and that the album is a, is a map for moving through the pain. And I saw that. I'm like, oh, yeah. So tell us a little bit more. Like, take me through your process and, and how it all weaves in together. Yeah. So I write, as I mentioned before, with a lot of my friends, close friends that I I have relationships with outside of music. So they, they were able to understand kind of my pain and what I was going through. And they handled it very carefully, which I'm super grateful for. I think it's really important that your collaborators can hold space for you in that way. So I'm lucky to have that. And when I sat down with the executive producer that I've been working with up until this point, he's one of my good friends. We met at audio school. And I said, you know, what would make this super special for me is if we could bring in Indigenous producers and Indigenous featured artists so that I can, you know, work with Indigenous people and showcase Indigenous affluence. And that was a huge part of this album as well. And I know that my dad would have been very proud of that. So I think that was something that was super important to me and being more vulnerable and open with my lyricism. My first album was kind of just about love and my queerness. And I wanted this album to be a little more personal and I wanted to be able to speak to some of the ways that we as Indigenous people are affected by the world around us and how it can become super personal in a sense. So for me, that was a super important part. And I also just wanted to get more vulnerable with my songs. So once we came up with the concept of damage control, it was easy for me to pinpoint those things in my life that I was turning to. And I kind of wrote into the concept of the album if that makes sense yeah so you know is is the album itself a journey it starts from a difficult perspective a difficult time is there a conclusion is there some resolve by the end of it totally i mean there's a few interludes the intro the interlude and the outro they're a bit more abstract in a sense where the first intro the album before bad news comes is a poem of my dad's actually where he's speaking to rationale and hope and humans and things that we all possess collectively and the last line is let us go with hope and i think that opened up the concept of the album really well because it spoke it was kind of a darker track it spoke to hope and at the beginning uh when you find out about something like that you kind of struggle to find that hope so That first track is about me losing my dad and confiding in my little brother about it because no one in the family wanted to tell my little brother, so I was the one that had the conversation with him, and that's kind of what that track is about. And then from that point forward, each song kind of goes through different 
feelings and emotions that one would go through while going through that grief and processing that loss. So moves into phase and that's kind of about being hopeless actually and not having much hope in the future or the world or the afterlife even. Um, and that song speaks to the process of grieving as well. So actually the first half of the album is a little bit heavier lyrically. It's a little bit more about processing and being in kind of a dark, sad place about it. And then the second half of the album, after the interlude, kind of speaks to more of the upsides of it when you're feeling a little numb. And that's when you really start pulling from different coping mechanisms. And then towards the end of the album, it kind of realizes itself. And one of the last full-length tracks is YSB, which stands for Young Sick Broke. And that's kind of just declaring to yourself in the world that you're not okay and you need healing. And then the album ends after with the outro track. So it kind of takes you through that process with the heavier side being at the front and the second half of the album being a little more manic and a little more, a um, little bit more of a high of what that process looks like for yeah. me at least. And that definitely gives it a little bit of that medicinal quality as well. And, and I love it. And, you know, even uh, hearing you say that, oh, the introduction, the first track is is from a poem that my father wrote. I'm like, wow, you know, that is actually, that's that bond that was there before, you know, music. It was that bond that you both had with playing with words. And I think that's just fantastic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think so too. My brother, when I showed him, there's two tracks on the album that were taken from poems that my father wrote so the first one is the intro and the second one is the lone wolf which is the interlude which is a really beautiful talk that i'm really proud of but my brother said it's like you're collaborating with him from the spirit world and i thought that was a really beautiful way to look at it oh yeah i'm excited to get back into our listening today i do have your second recommendation coming up at the end of this block Uh, we'll come back and chat after Prado's Men in Black. Also have uh, John Trudell and Quest coming up in this block, but kicking things off. It's a track that Nim Kish was just talking about uh, from her 2021 Damage Control at this time. Continuing with our listening is Fades Today on Gyno. Staying there without you in it 
Everybody says that you're exactly where you're supposed to be Now why are you so far from me? I only see you when I'm dreaming I only see you when I'm dreaming Why should anything good Stay in such a hostile place? How could I believe in heaven when Everything that I touch breaks Why should So if you'll please excuse me, I've got some crazy to go through, some laughing and crying to do and catching up to whatever needs chasing. I got lost in that part of town where the streets are straight and narrow and you have to obey your way into heaven. And God says temptation's a sin, while it sounds like the devil's calling my name. Depends on who wakes up in the morning before the day decides where we're going and behaving decides what it needs to do. I saw what could have been laughing at me. We had a smoke and sort of talked it over. If it didn't happen, it really doesn't matter. So no point in trying to fill up all that empty. No use in wasting my time, wasting my mind trying to be who I'm not and don't want to be. It's like running fast after the chaining chains in a desperate's need to be part of something. It rained yesterday, the sun is shining today. Then when tomorrow is bringing more rain, enjoy today's warm for keeping tomorrow dry as a reality of living with the time, time brings. make sense, some things won't, then at times the cards and stars feel lucky, where let it all ride has no choice but to ride, when there's no point to waiting for an answer, in the dimensions of too many already broken, better things to do have nothing better to do, and today is as good a day as any to do it, so I'm tagging along to see where that leads, and I'm trying to be careful not to break things.
This is Mato Ayuhi, and you are listening to Native Voice One. I'm 
my team is hella heavy, we be flexing on your man. I'm a vixen, you a victim, I don't ever show my hands. Cause you need a mama beat him, call me chief for glamorous. I forgot you just a party, why you talk to me again? Got my chase on in the club, bitch, I throw a drink again. I don't need another nigga, I don't need another friend. Cause I'm on my own, yeah, shit, you can eat my whole thing. Running black, all sluts, no Another great new track for me, coming by way of Nim Kisha and her recommendation. Today it's Prado's Men in Black winding down that block on our listening today on Gyno. Uh, I want to welcome you back to the show, and thank you so much for an insightful chat, uh, taking me and the listeners through a little bit of your creative process, and hopefully, uh, you know, your, your experiences are able to help other people who are undoubtedly going through similar Uh, stages of grief right now and really that's the essence and the beauty of art Um, and i'm excited at this time just spend a few minutes to talk about future plans Uh, something tells me that you're go 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 you're you're still working on stuff yeah (laughs) yeah i think it's really hard for me to take breaks in between projects and even though i say that i will take some time it just never ends up working out like that so i am working on some new music which is really exciting And I'm also working on a really exciting extension of Damage Control. We are thinking of doing a remix project, and that's in the works right now as well. So we'll kind of get to give the album a different life and hear these songs through different perspectives, which is always super incredible in my opinion. I love that a song can exist in many different realms like that. Oh, yeah. Uh, and and it's fun when songs are uh, envisioned beyond what they were originally intended to be, I guess, you know. Totally. And I think in the process, sometimes um, that can happen where you have different versions of a song and you decide to go with one that maybe fits the project as a whole better. But it's always exciting to see the other ideas yeah. through as well. So there's some some things that we discussed throughout the album maybe taking songs in a different direction and me deciding to not go there, but always having that idea that maybe we can come back to this and do some type of remix of this song after. So now we're here and we're going into production for that, so that's very exciting. When I hear remixes, I'm thinking, you know, dance, club mixes and stuff like that, but you're also going to be reinterpreting these in some more stripped-down forms too, yeah? I think so, yeah. So... I'd love to bring producers in. I love collaborating. I love hearing people's different versions of things. So there definitely will be some 
dance remixes and stuff like that, which I'm really excited about. But my essence as an artist, when you strip it down to the bones, is my songwriting and my lyricism. And that's what got me into music in the first place. And that's where my passion lies the most in the creative process. So I really love hearing artists strip down their songs back to the bones, back to just the voice, the guitar, acoustic versions. I am always here for that. So I'm thinking we're going to do some songs acoustically stripped down so that people can hear where the songs originally came from, which is really exciting. Most definitely. Uh, Is there a projected target uh, for this release? I'm not going to give a date, but it'll be out soon. (laughs) Okay. So stay tuned. (laughs) Um, And and there are plenty of ways to keep up with Nimkish as well, and I want to talk about that before we get off. Um, one, One last quick thing, I guess. Uh, 2020 started the pandemic um, and it just so happens to kind of coincide with when you're really starting to get busy with song creation and everything like that. Uh, A lot of musicians aren't out playing live per se, but um, are you able to mitigate some of that and, and still do some kind of performance? Yeah, I feel super blessed actually because I stayed pretty busy. I had, my album to work on which I was creatively fueled to do which I know that isn't true for a lot of artists I think people found it hard to find that creative drive and I just had it the whole time so I feel super blessed about that but I also feel blessed that I was getting booked to do a lot of virtual shows and I performed at Pride at Night in Toronto I performed at TV Music Connected Series which was filmed at the Chinese Canadian Museum here in the city and I got to perform with a friend and stripped the songs down and that was a really great series and I got to do a bunch of really fun festivals where I was able to experiment with video and lighting and you know decorating a set and it was a lot of work and it was a big learning curve but I do feel very grateful that I had performance opportunities even though they were virtual. Well, and I just want to add to that. I mean, your visual aesthetic and and some of the photography that I've been seeing really reflects uh, some of that, and it's spot on. I mean, this is this is fashion one hundred and one that you're presenting for listeners out there. And so, uh, yeah, I'm super excited for the remix project and your new music as well. And uh, I guess that leads me to my final question: Where can people find more of Nimkish at? Well, you can follow me on Instagram and online, Twitter, and you can also stream my music on Spotify, SoundCloud, YouTube, Apple Music, wherever you listen to music. And keep your eye out for some new stuff coming at you this year because i am got my head down, I'm working on some new projects, and I'm really excited. Oh, thank you so much once again for spending a little bit of time and having a fun conversation with me today on Gyno. Uh, I hope 2022 is most excellent to you and your loved ones, and I can't wait to see your star continue to rise. Thank you so much for having me. It's 
For this and past episodes of Gyno, log on to gynomusic.fm or nv1.org. Also, to discover more music from incredible indigenous artists, be sure to check out the Native Artist Directory at nativeartistdirectory.com.
Hi, my name's Nimkish, and you're listening to Gyno with Brett Maybe. Native Voice One, the Native American Radio Network.